Welcome to Millennial Ministry, the podcast for young adults for Village Presbyterian Church. With me is not Hallie, actually, uh, but we have two other perfectly wonderful individuals. Uh, Trenton, how are you doing? Doing great. How are you? I am doing all right. It's Sunday. It's my uh, it's my anniversary today. My wife's and I sixth anniversary. It is very very nice of Natalie and incredibly understanding for her to share you with us for this podcast. <laughs> Oh, it's fine. She's upstairs playing Animal Crossing. She's in her happy place. Oh, well, there um, you go. <laughs> the, secret, the secret to marriage. Animal Crossing? Absolutely. Animal Crossing in separate spaces, I guess. That's right. Uh, also with me is Katie. How are you doing, Katie? I'm great. I'm Katie Hurst. I'm a member of the young adult group at Village Presbyterian, and I'm also a licensed clinical professional counselor, and I own a private practice um, just down the road from the church in Prairie Village called Monarch Family Therapy. Katie, you are um, doing our Thursday night Theology Thursdays thing. What is What are you talking about? I am. So with the upcoming holidays and lots of us um, either going home or visiting with family or maybe having an adapted holiday plan, uh, we're talking about just different ways to deal with stress and how to cope with stressful family situations with the upcoming holidays. It's certainly a stressful uh, year even more so than than most political uh, like election years because of of COVID and everything, right. um, which is it's, it's there's just a lot going on. Well, what are your your all plans for for the holidays? I guess let's start off with that. I'm I most of my family that we usually see for Thanksgiving is in town, so we're kind of playing it by ear to see if we feel comfortable in our small pod, keeping it small. But I won't be traveling. In. Just kind of playing it by ear, you know, you see these numbers spiking crazily in Kansas City and them talking about what the two-week projection looks like in comparison to Texas, and um, it's not looking great. So that's that's my plan. How about you, Trenton? Well, since Katie mentioned Texas, um, I'm going to be burning rubber on the lovely Interstate I-35, going to visit my family down in Dallas, and uh, also going to stop at the uh, Native American casinos on the way, giving back some of the money the white man took from them. So I'll be doing that when I stop to get gas at the little built-in casinos there and uh, visiting visiting my family back home in the land of the Yeehaw. Matt, what are you doing? For Thanksgiving, we're we're not going anywhere. We, in, in, again, in a normal year, we would go to uh, Natalie's family in uh, Oklahoma, um, but we're, we're not doing that this year. We just don't don't think that it's it's uh, a safe considering the work situations of of the of her family members. They're they're not really in a position to be uh, isolating, you know, with with their very job. So we just don't feel like that's that's a good idea. Uh, for Christmas, uh, probably going to see my parents. Um, my mom is retired, and my dad has been working from home since you know March. Uh, so the, those two are, you know, they haven't gone anywhere or done, you know, anything. So we're probably going to meet them, meet with them for, for Christmas. But it's a different thing altogether this year, isn't it? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. So, Katie, I got, a, I got a question here. With my family, I'm not seeing my extended family. But uh, for those of us who might be dealing with people who are from a del- different political background, Mm-hmm. Um, who maybe want to make things great again? How uh, how do you how do you handle that when you are at Thanksgiving dinner and your drunk uncle just starts spouting off nonsense? Mm-hmm. What's the what's the best way to handle that? 
Yeah, well, I think I think that's a great question. I think you start with, you know, obviously it's going to vary from family to family, what your relationship with that individual looks like, what your comfort level is, and maybe even taking back a step, Trenton, and, you know, knowing that you're going to be going and seeing family that might have different views than you, like consider having like a t- conversation about boundaries or having a conversation about what type of conversations are comfortable for everyone at the table. Um, and then I think when deciding how to engage or if to engage in a conversation, if, if it would arise, I think trying to be the bigger person and trying to be mature in some ways and, and ask yourself what good can come from this type of engagement. So by arguing with him, is that going to make you feel better? If it is, go for it. If it could, you know, sever the family a little bit more and make it pretty uncomfortable to finish out your stay, you know, thinking about that. I, I focus uh, for Thursday's conversation, I'm going to be focusing a little bit more about like a holiday coping plan and ways that um, we're all understandably disappointed at times or struggle with loss or struggle with um, traditions that maybe don't feel um, right anymore. And so I think when it comes to the political scene, that's somewhat inevitable <laughs> to avoid those conversations. Um, but I think it, it, when you have a, when you have a family that you feel like you can set up some boundaries with ahead of time, that would be my number one recommendation before even entering into a common space. That's all great, great point. So here's my other follow-up on that. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe pulling out from just the political but a uh, two-part question here. First, what, how would you recommend even, I know you're going to probably talk about this more on Thursday, but how would you recommend even forming a conversation starter in your head about boundaries? I think a lot of people will hear that word and reference to therapy or reference to mental health, but don't really know how to, how to do that without maybe um, a lot of practice. So how would you start that conversation? And then how do you recommend people who may be going home with issues that things aren't political. So maybe people who are living with or dating someone that family doesn't approve of or mm-hmm. sexual orientation, yeah. that kind of thing. How do you approach that with your, with your family to set boundaries and to find a healthy way to, to enjoy the holidays together? Yeah. Or do you just fake a flat tire on the way and, you know, get out of it? <laughs> maybe depends on your family, Sitch. <laughs> um, no, those are really great questions. And yeah, I'm going to be addressing some of that on Thursday, but yeah, you're right. Like I, t- I work a lot with um, high schoolers and college students. And so for a lot of people, this is the first break that they've come home, you know, because there was no fall break for a lot of college students. And so I've been talking to a lot of freshmen who are really worried about coming home, not just the safety component with their families, but how uh, it goes from being uh, having absolutely nobody monitoring you, telling you what to do, when to eat, <laughs> where to go, to suddenly being under uh, surveillance all again. So yeah, I, I really encourage my college students and this would go for young adults, obviously as well, that are planning to encroach upon somebody else's space to think about what are the most important things for you to feel comfortable when you're in that space. And for some people that might be conversations, you know, that, um, they're not comfortable with. And for others, those are more like literal things like not having to, uh, (laughs) have a curfew or not having to eat all your meals together, you know? And so I, I really encourage my college students to think about the fact that you are in someone else's space, right? We all will be for the holidays if, unless you're staying home. Um, and so you do have to have some sense of compromise, but what are the most important things? And so I ask you to kind of reflect on those by yourself 
maybe make a list. And then in terms of Trent, like you said, kind of starting that conversation, I think it starts with a phone call or if you're more comfortable with text message and just say, Hey, like, I'm really looking forward to, I love the sandwich method. So positive, then stick a little negative in there and then always end with a positive. So, Hey, I'm really looking forward to spending time all together. I can't wait to see you. I'm so glad that you know, we're all been careful quarantining or testing so that we can all be together. I do want to let you know that there are some things that would make me feel uncomfortable that I'd like to avoid if possible and kind of list those out and then end with, again, I'm really, you know, reaching out and letting you know what my boundaries are so that we can have a successful um, holiday together. And I think you really have to think about like, what do you have to lose? What's the worst that could happen? Your family member could say, I'm sorry, I can't guarantee that topic or that that topic won't come up. I'm sorry. Or, you know, I, I think there's not a lot to lose and a lot that you could gain by being vulnerable and putting yourself out there and reflecting on your boundaries. Yeah, that makes sense. You know, I think, I think one of the trickiest things now is that, you know, it's one thing to say, um, you know, hey, can we try to avoid something, Right. And that's all well and good, but sometimes, you know, it just happens anyways, just naturally in the course of a conversation, right? And, you know, some, something that I think about regarding politics that's really important to, to keep in mind just in general is that politics are a reflection of what's happening in reality. It's not this separate field, right? Something about sports, for instance, could very, very easily and quickly get into like a Black Lives Matter kind of thing and just like really super... Uh, natural if I'm uncomfortable with the situation and, and it's going into politics. There's so many like jumping off points that you can kind of guide the conversation back to something that's, you know, not quite as politically charged. So I think that personally has been has been very effective for me, which is just like not to just be super angry about something or engaging with it, but just just to like take it and try to like shove it slightly in a different direction because while you can easily get onto a track of talking about politics or something, you can easily get off the track if you are willing to change the, the topic of conversation. But of course, you know, that's, that's not always easy, right? It's two different situations if someone is like, oh man, person X is the worst person ever versus just something that comes up naturally. So I think what you were talking about before about like, you know, the situations really matter. I think that's, that's something important to consider. Yeah, there's there's not like one size fits all, which is kind of. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say when you guys are asking me some of these questions, I'm like, if I had the answers of how to make family time together joyful and peaceful, I'd be a, I'd have if I had all the answers, I'd be a millionaire. I don't think I'd be sitting here with you right now today. <laughs> <laughs> right. But, well, yeah. then, but what Matt was saying brings up an interesting question. So like, let's just say we get you get there and you try to have the boundaries conversation and you try to find you know all those things. But let's just say you get in the worst case scenario mm-hmm. and Uncle God hates gays mm-hmm. starts starts in on it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, for me, I always had a girlfriend in Candace who lived in Canada. They just couldn't meet. But what is, Katie, like if you had a one liner, like a way to redirect the conversation. So, you know, somebody starts in on that or starts in on the election being stolen. Mm-hmm. What's your what's your best tip to redirect the conversation like a bumper on a bowling alley? How do you how do you get that ball moving in a different direction? Hmm. That's a great question. Um, again, I, I, it's a really good question. I don't know that there is a one size fits all, but I would say, I mean, more than a saying to me, the closest thing to a one size fits all would be to get up and remove yourself from this table or to get up and go 
breather, go for a walk, go drink a glass of water, go outside, you know, do what you need to do to kind of keep yourself cleansed and sane. And again, like when we're talking about mental health, you know, there are a lot of people who are going to be sitting at the table and those types of conversations are going to come up and their anxiety is going to be too high to engage. And so for those, those individuals, I really encourage them to kind of remove themselves. Now, if you feel more confident and self-assured and you feel like you can say something, I would say something like this conversation um, is making me uncomfortable. Can we please uh, change to something else? Name it and claim it. Name and claim it. Yeah. And that, and that's a, a, a thing that I really, going back to the boundaries conversation is really acknowledging your feelings going into this. You know, if you have one person in your family, you might not get a lot <laughs> to quote you got uh, uncle hates gays you know, that might not be your person, but I'm going to hope and pray that there's somebody in that table at that table that you do connect with and, you know, seize that opportunity to connect with them and to, you know, reach out to them before you get to the gathering and say, Hey, this might be hard for me. I just want to let you know that this is, you know, where I stand and Hey, can, if, if the conversation starts to go this way, would you mind helping me, you know, guiding me away from that? And maybe have somebody have your back and just remember that <laughs> it's maybe twice a year that you have to all be together and you'll be back in your, <laughs> your land of peace and freedom soon enough. Yeah, that's a good point about getting an ally, so to speak, or, you know, someone on your side, because mm-hmm. it's easy to, to think of your thoughts as the, the only person in the room who's, who's thinking that, but it's hard to speak up. And there are probably other people in the room who are also uncomfortable uh, I think that's a really good idea to like get someone or a couple of people to to sort of intercede a little bit, you know, and make it less awkward because if they're redirecting the conversation, um, you know, it might come off a little little more diplomatic than you yourself who are emotionally charged. Basically, you're making a battle plan to keep the peace. Yes. Proactive. Proactivity is the name of the game. Make that plan, have that ally, have an escape route have a conversation like matt said a conversation starter that takes it to a different place those are all proactive steps and then when you get into it some of these things will work and some of these things won't but you'll get through it just like you have previous years (laughs) so what's one thing that's for the people who can't be there on thursday uh, Mm -hmm. that you have for them on this podcast one thing i'm gonna um, on thursday talk about is creating um, a holiday mantra so a mantra is something that, you know, people say over and over again um, in the same matter, same way. Um, and it can be, you know, it can have literal meaning or it can have religious meaning, whatever. And so like statements starting with I am or I can or I will. Um, and so I'm encouraging people before they go home for the holidays or around stressful situations to come up with the mantra that they want to take with them into these situations so like i am confident and i can do this or i can deal with my family and end in a peaceful way or i will be kind even if i disagree with people you know kind of having something that you just have in the back of your mind that you can say over and over again and remind yourself at the table when it gets stressful as we close here one last question what do you think a successful holiday uh, looks like, whether that's Thanksgiving or Christmas or anything else, um, or any other time of year, I guess? What is a successful holiday look like for someone who is stressful um, and who is stressed during holidays? Yeah, that's a great question. And I think obviously that's going to vary person to person. And that's part of 
when I say, when I encourage people to identify their boundaries, I also would encourage them to think about the ideal outcome. Um, and I don't think a success, I don't think success is only defined as perfection, right? You're not going to be perfectly in line politically, emotionally, spiritually with um, all of your family members. But I think a successful holiday is you going, finding some sense of enjoyment from your time together, hopefully having some delicious food, um, maybe getting to reconnect with at least one of your family members that you haven't gotten to see in a while and leaving feeling like you can return again, (laughs) whether that be in a month for Christmas or whether that be um, in a year for next Thanksgiving. But I, I do think that a lot of times we tend to think in extremes. So it's either it goes really, really well or it was horrible. And so I do think it's good before you leave town or before you head, get in the car to head to a family member's house to just reflect a little bit on what you can do to make it a success too. Even if nobody else, if you can't control anyone else in the room, which you can't, what's something that you can do to know that it was success? So for me, that might be just having a delicious meal because <laughs> enjoying my food. Everyone loves food. The mm. best part of holidays. All right. So uh, that wraps it up for uh, this podcast. For additional information, visit our website at villageprezya.org. That's villageprezya.org. There you can uh, take a look at what's going on. um, And obviously, we're in COVID times. Things are a little bit in flux. One thing that we are doing um, is what we call Theology Thursdays um, in our Advent series, um, which will start after Thanksgiving, beyond Thursdays um, in December until December 17th. Uh, That's our last one. Um, And then after that, uh, like I said, things are in flux. COVID is COVID. We have had to pivot a million times um, in doing these young adult events. Um, Just keep an eye on the website. And um, if you have any questions... None of the three of us are the pastor of Young Adults. That is Hallie Hoddle. Uh, Email her if you have any questions, if you're interested in joining or you have any um, issues or if you're struggling with anything in this this COVID time. She's the the person to talk to and she is just the best. So uh, we hope that you'll join an event or email Hallie or get involved however you can and uh, see you later and have a great holidays.